Welcome to the after party for episode six. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie. With me is Angela and Jean. Hey guys, let's get that out of the way. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'm a little flushed. Yeah. <laughs> Jean had a, a mimosa in, in preparation for a wedding. Yeah, so that had a moment after the wedding. <laughs> All right. So we got some emails for episode six, as you can imagine. This was very romantic and lovely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Matthew and Diana getting together and mm-hmm. all that. I don't know. Dancing mm. with the father of the groom. I was kind of down with that. That was, that was, yeah. that was a, that was oh, a yeah. self-insert there. Oh, no. <laughs> It wasn't a fade to gray like it was in the books, but no, we, yeah, we got was... a little bit of a glimpse here and there. And, yes. Well, actually, you know, there was no tug grass, tug grass, tug grass, which a lot of people missed, I think. You only have an hour. Right. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for all that. Right. It was playful. And then they cut to yeah, the action. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, what do you have? I have an email from Judy. Hi, Judy. Hey, Judy. Judy says the background drumbeat when Diana is entering Philippe's enclave and looking at the map of the Witch's Coven is outstanding. Sets the mood, gives you a fast and essential heartbeat slash drumbeat as we switch from the office to the sword fight between Philippe and Matthew. Very David Byrne-esque and my favorite music of the second season. The cover songs are fine, but this original to the show and for some reason really moves me. Just saying. Keep up mm. the good work. You all rock the Casbah and set tour and the whole schmear. <laughs> Maybe Maybe hungry. Jean, you know what? You know I love my lox yeah. and, and bagels and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> rock the Casbah. I was like, well, I don't know if you're going to find lox and bagel at the Casbah. <laughs> no, but she mentioned the schmear. So there yeah. you go. Jean, what do you got? I have one from Norma. Hi, Norma. Norma, she has issues, but that's that's good. I mean, we all want the best for everything. <laughs> Norma has issues. She doesn't have issues. She has issues with something, maybe. Yes. She's got issues. <laughs> well, she, she has issues with the episode because that's what we're okay. here to talk about. The episode. The sword fight was disappointing. Why didn't Isabel oh. cry blood tears? Oh. The wedding banquet was somber also. I think the bedroom scene should have been played out like the book. I missed Matthew going through all of Diana's thousand dress laces. <laughs> Oh, tug grass, tug yeah. grass. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, you, when you think about it, too, with Elizabethan clothes, Matthew Good probably would have needed something more than an Ikea diagram to figure out how to get it all off of her. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, costuming the way it is, it'd probably be mm-hmm. put together with Velcro and the ribbons would just be kind of for show, yeah. you know? No, I think her, so. I think Sarah was pretty authentic as far as lacing folks in and whatnot, but with only one pair of bodies. Fit to Teresa, you have to be kind of careful as far as not having backups for things. Right. But, you know, I do have to say that they, based on all the regencies I would have read, they would have needed Francois to probably get her out of half of it. Because I don't think Matthew, (laughs) I'm not sure if Matthew was trained as a lady's maid. Wasn't Katrine up there helping her with her sleeves and such? And then Uh, Matthew said, I'll I'll take over from here. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. Not to mention Teresa's costume was made a little bit differently to accommodate her breastfeeding. 
Yeah, that's true too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the TV show. We take mm-hmm. it for what it is and we appreciate both. But yes. I'm sorry you were disappointed about that, Nor. I thought it was good. I'm like, let's get this shit rolling. Let's go. They did it. We're, we're on. Off to the races, yo. And I think we we also, since they were filming on location, a big boisterous wedding, festive wedding party just wasn't in the cards because it would have been far too many extras to outfit. And they weren't working from the studio for that, I don't think. I think some of that was filmed yeah. on on location. So Yeah, same with the hay barn. The she, hay barn? She, didn't, she didn't care for the sword fight scene, and I'm not sure what she had issues with. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it didn't bother me, but I missed one, of course, not having Pierre there. But no one was watching. No one was witnessing. No one was, oh, you know, the, like, the, uh, t- gambling Tomas on it. And, yeah, that was yeah. funny. That was very Yeah, fun. the Globe Theater situation where everybody's up top looking down. And, yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, and I did miss uh, Philippe throwing out all of his Euripides. <laughs> 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 I thought it was good. I think they captured mm-hmm. the essence of what that scene was supposed oh, to be. Most definitely. Yes. But now knowing that James Purfoy is going to do live theater, the Odyssey and playing Odysseus, I'm really upset we missed out on the hero that he's <laughs> He's saving him. Yes. Oh, when's he doing that? Uh, huh? That is coming up. I think the tickets are. Yeah, uh, yeah. The theater just he retweeted the link for the streaming for the theater, so you can watch it on streaming as well. It's going to be over four or six nights. Oh, uh, I was going to say maybe we should make a trip for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like we, that. We just make a trip in front of our TV to watch it. <laughs> Not as fun. I know, but okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I have one from Katina. Hello, Yay, Katina. Katina. Hello. She says hello, demons. This episode really highlighted something significant to me about Matthew and his self-perception. Throughout the series, books and TV, Matthew's tendency to feel guilt and shame about his actions slant his nature has been clear and a source of annoyance, amusement to many. Us included, yes. Yes, most definitely. (laughs) When he mentioned that Philippe made him eradicate everyone with blood rage, I was reminded of shame researcher Brenny Brown's definition of guilt and shame. Guilt means you've done something wrong, whereas shame means you are wrong. Philippe had had uh, Matthew kill everyone like him, those with blood rage, would automatically send the messages to Matthew that he was wrong and thus unworthy. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, like we said before, he's no Mike Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, I make up that his internalization of this message from his beloved, larger than life, might we say almost godlike father. Yes, we might. Colored a lot of his perception of self. And that's without adding the good old Catholic guilt into the mix. No wonder the vampire is a hot mess. No wonder, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a demigod for a stepfather? Mm, that'll do mm. it. <laughs> I mean, try to walk in that shadow for a minute. God. <laughs> no. And then he was probably on the boat like, no wonder they sent me on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I got to deal with this stupid doge punk. <laughs> Tell the listeners what you're talking about for those who have only watched the TV show. If, oh, yes. One of the outtakes from Discovery of Witches gives us a little bit more background about the history between Matthew and Domenico. If you remember that scene where he confronts him at Septor's 
in, I think it's episode, is it episode five of season one? When Domenico shows Perhaps. up on their doorstep yeah, yeah. and he yes. tries yeah, to break yeah. his leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go well for Domenico. <laughs> well, this outtake explains how they first met, which was when Matthew was banished on a boat by Philippe. Yeah. Because Philippe he aggravated was a, Philippe so much. He gone. sent him away. He was gone. <laughs> Get on the <laughs> Go boat. Go find somebody else to lead you. And he meets Domenico on this boat. And Domenico is like the vampire version of single white female, quite frankly. Oh <laughs> he wants to be just like Matthew and be Matthew's best friend. And Matthew's kind of like, mm, yeah, no, back off, bud. So like Domenico was the Chester. Matthew smiles yes, basically. Very much yeah. so. And it didn't end well. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> So she goes on to close. Personally, I believe Matthew would be well served by seeing a therapist to work out his family of origin (laughs) issues. (laughs) He's fortunate to have more time than most of us to deal with that. Yes, yes. You know, like the old saying goes, it's like your childhood is only a small portion of your life, but you use the rest of your life to get over your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got lots of time. That's Matthew. And he's going to need all of it. No joke. And then he actually has like two childhoods, being a child and then the baby vampire when he couldn't control his impulses. And then you have all those years, all those years (laughs) of childhood. I think that I think some of his human childhood probably contributed to his mess, too, with him losing his human mother so early. But we could Mm -hmm. psychoanalyze Matthew all day. That's (laughs) true. I know. We need a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Katina. What do you have, Angela? I have an email from Kirsten, and it's going to be very interesting because she is a TV viewer only. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Yes. You can't see me, but I'm rubbing my hands together. <laughs> I know. We're happy. It's good. Yes. She says, I haven't read the books and only know what happens in the TV show, and I really enjoy your commentary. I can see that you're all very fond of Philippe, but I understand Diana when she says, Philippe's legacy is one of pain. Before I knew about the blood rage or the way Philippe died, I thought that when everybody kept warning Diana to be Matthew's anchor at Setur, it was about Philippe exerting his dominance over his son in an unhealthy way. Diana might not have known Matthew as long as Philippe, but as Philippe did, but I can see where her anger and protectiveness comes from. For me, Philippe Philippe is the guy behind the covenant. He sent his strongly religious son to betray his brethren, and he turned a builder and creator of things into an agent of destruction. Wow, good point. Mm, Yeah. Every family has its own dynamics, and vampire society seems to be more brutal overall. Matthew might have needed a focused outlet for his rage in his early years, but having to kill creatures in their thousands for the sole reason of a defect he himself carries has to have left at least some trauma and self-hatred behind. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it ran deep enough that he didn't fully trust even the woman that has his soul. Yeah. And and even the woman that has his soul had identified as its other half would accept this side of him. I know that by the end of the episode, I'm supposed to be okay with Philippe, but I still feel weary. Mm-hmm. And then she has a side note that says, in an unrelated thought, why are there so many apples lying around in the courtyard during the wedding scene? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's kind of like a demon thought. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So I have kind of a answer to that, I think. Being that we started as book readers, yeah. Philippe was kind of presented in a different way to us because her first thought when she met Philippe and Angela does it so well. Go ahead. Oh, he's the most breathtaking creature I'd ever seen. 
is what yes. she says. Yes. Yes. Her thought process when we're in her head, she's like, oh, I know who the king is. I and she didn't immediately think he was cruel. She thought, OK, Matthew's being kind of petty here. We're going to just do it Philippe's way. You know, she was we in have awe to get through this. She was very much in awe of him. So in turn, we were in awe of him because she's our surrogate throughout the journey in the book. That's why maybe we took it differently. And Matthew, although he was very weary too, he did not, and he has his own insecurities, he did not say to Diane in the books, why don't you try to bed Philippe? Or why don't you go to bed with Philippe? That was not even an issue in the no. books. No, mm-hmm. no. Th- there, was, there wasn't a, nearly as much vinegar in the relationship between, Matthew and Philippe had huge issues, but there wasn't as quite as bitter, because there, there was some yeah. real bitter things that came out of Matthew's mouth in the moment that may have conveyed a bit of a different emotional spin on it. And to to your uh, observation about the apples, another thing that we get in the books is that at the wedding feast that was scaled down, Philippe tells the story of Peleus and Thetis, which is part of the precursor to the Trojan War. And the Trojan War plays a huge breadcrumb trail in the books as far as Philippe's identity and the vampire's roots. And Mm -hmm. the Trojan War was set off by the Judgment of Paris, which involves a golden apple. Yes. And what happens is the goddesses were competing for an apple and he had to figure out who was the most beautiful and he picked Aphrodite. And well, then the Trojan War kind of started up because Athena and Hera weren't too happy with his decision. And then he kidnaps (laughs) Helen and then off we go. And for those who don't know, Peleus and Thetis are the parents of Achilles. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff involved in that little story that are also Easter eggs and breadcrumbs for right. Weavers and Philippe and Isabeau's story, which we can talk yeah. about another time. <laughs> I'm going to take Baldwin from Discovery Witch is the book when he says, thank you, Isabeau, for the history lesson. Thank you, Jean, for the mythology lesson. I liked it. <laughs> it was necessary. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> and that was told as kind of an allegory because Diana was paralleling her journey to that story and she was like, freaking out (laughs) i remember so yeah yeah they left it off at the wedding because what happened after the wedding wasn't so good and well we may be looking at a battle in season three so there you go there's your there you go i mean philippe was a glorious creature he he really was and nobody's perfect i mean if you live thousands and thousands of years there's gonna be mistakes made (laughs) (laughs) he's a stern brunch daddy that's for sure (laughs) thank you for that though thanks for that perspective yeah and thank you for spotting all the apples because i missed that surprise surprise yeah yeah Yeah, me me too. too i was like maybe the help didn't clean up after that big fight they had and they knocked over the apple yeah. Do you remember well, yeah, that? And that? And then I was thinking, well, in the books, they get married in December. It's clearly not December um, yeah. in the yeah. TV show. But I'm like, maybe the apples just fell from the tree. You know, they, it's by September, October, they're on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Could be a time stamper. Yep. Yeah. A way to show time. Oh, Jean, you have one? I have one from Chris M. Hi, Chris Hey, M. Chris. I am loving the show, although struggling with the order of some things. I love Kit the season and admit to despising him in the book. Yeah. Show Kit is something else. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> he claimed to love Matthew, but had a very funny way of showing it. I also love the future 
aka present day goings on. Seeing what Domenico, Gerber, Marcus and Isabel and the ants are up to is great. My yes. biggest issue is moving up Diana's meeting with Hubbard. What protected her from him insisting on taking some blood was Philippe's blood vow. It is against his character to let it go like he did. I also think that Gallaglass's acceptance of her was, was just there. Nothing to show it. So it didn't make sense to me. That being mm. said, episodes five and six with Philippe were wonderful. I did miss mm. his advice to, to Diana, think and stay alive. Mm-hmm. And his yeah, me too. her farewell to him about him not being alone in the darkness. But I cried when he le- read his final letter to Isabel. These two episodes were awesome and the acting was magnificent. I have to agree with all of that. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. That okay. letter, that scene, the way they cut back and forth was just fabulous. Ooh, back was, and forth to Isabel. Oh my God. Woo, uh, that hurt. Well, and Lindsay and James weren't even in the same area when they did that and they just yeah, played, yeah. played off of one another so well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Quite a bit of good directing there. Oof. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, oh, come up with a secret word, guys. What's a good secret word? A secret phrase? We did say secret word when we planned this. We did say. Yes. Mm, let's say maybe because it's going to be on episode 10. Let's make the secret word finale. Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay. So here it is, audience. If you made it this far, email us with the word finale. You don't have to say anything else. Just finale. And the first three people to email us will get a prize. First three. First three. You know, first three. Hey, this is Val with an editor's note in our haste to get you a secret word. I forgot to include an email address. I know a lot of you know our email address, but there might be some of you that don't. So email us that secret word at this address. It's going to be at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. I repeat, demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Not hard to figure out, but wanted to put it out there just in case. All right, I'm out. And we will announce it on episode 10, the finale. So, yay! Yay! We, We kept our promise. That's it for our after party for episode six. And if you're interested in the play-by-play, we're going to try it again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not helping. I don't, I've never helped. (laughs) Go ahead and go to go.demonsdiscuss.com. S2E66. Yay! (laughs) We got through it. I always feel like we're playing Battleship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week, same time, and we'll be covering episode seven. Seven. Let's say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.